Welcome everyone to the Power Half Hour. This week we have a very special guest, uh, one of our very own, Mr. Neil Sharma. Uh, only two years in the business and absolutely crushing the real estate industry right now. Uh, up and coming superstar. Man, thank you for being here. Uh, great to have you. Oh, thank you so much, John. Uh, I'm super excited to be here. Um, and, you know, very excited to be on your, uh, your little podcast here. I think it's, uh, it's just awesome. Thank you. I know how busy you are um, just going out there, <laughs> serving clients every single day. And man, this, this man does not relent um, on Instagram. It's sold after sold, listing after listing. Um, but do tell us, I mean, this, this is now, right? Uh, tell us how you started in real estate. So I actually, so I got licensed in January of 2021. Um, I was previously in the car business. I worked in the car business for over five years. Um, and I actually got started in real estate because during COVID, uh, I got laid off. So I was laid off from, uh, my old job, uh, selling cars. And I was like, you know what, what else can I do? Yeah. Like it just, at that moment, I'm like, you know, everybody was off. The dealerships were shutting down places were, you know, nothing's really going on at the time. And I decided to sign up for my real estate course in 2020 and, uh, mm. I ended up passing and then 2021, I got licensed and then I kind of just went on from there. Yeah, it sounds really simple. I think that's a journey in itself. So you yeah. started selling cars while in university studying criminology. Yeah. And so you did that for five years and then jumped into real estate. Uh, yeah. You were shadowing uh, a com uh So yeah, just do tell us about that whole sure. journey. Yeah, I can tell you the whole thing. So basically, I when I got hired at uh, selling cars, I was working for Open Road Auto Group. I started there. Um, I was about 19 years old, 20 years old, and I got in right away to, uh, I was working at BMW Langley, shout out to those guys, you know, a great team over there. Um, and I stayed there for quite a bit of time. I also went to school because I wanted to become a lawyer. I was looking to study criminology, law enforcement, something like that, work in the criminal justice field. Um, and I did that. I did my degree. It took me longer than usual because I was obviously working as well. Um, but I fell in love with the whole sales thing, um, mm. this whole sales process. Um, just helping, you know, clients and working in a sales environment was just something I just really enjoyed. So once I finished my degree, I went full time and I was already full time, but I went full on into uh, car sales state. I love cars. I'm a huge car guy. So big passion of mine. So I just I, I loved it. It was awesome. Um, and then but I always like I had a lot of clients like uh, some of my cl uh, clients have actually yeah, some of the realtors I've even worked with. Um, they, they know me because they purchased vehicles off me. So it's uh, it, it was it was pretty funny. Like yeah, you know, we'd run into each other, and they're like, "Hey, you're not there anymore." I'm like, "No, I'm doing real estate." So um, it was it was cool. Like you know, just speaking to them, I'd pick their brains as they'd come in and ask them, you know, how's real estate? What's it like? And uh, a lot of them, to be honest, motivated me to do it as well. They were like, "Hey, man, you you should do this. You would crush it." And I was like, "I don't know. Like I I know everything about cars, you know." And I was like, "I love cars." So I just kind of stayed in that kind of in the car business. I didn't never really thought about it fully. Um, and then, you know, going to school was already tough enough as it was and doing that. And once I graduated, you know, you kind of get this time where you're like, you know, I want to take a little bit of time and just work and just, you know, and then that's when, uh, COVID hit, right? Mm -hmm. So COVID comes, comes across. So I was 2020, I was 25 years old. I got my license then I'm 27 now. Um, and then that, that's the time when, when COVID hit, I'm like, there's not much to do, right? Everyone's at home. Everything's on lockdown. Uh, schools are closed, everything's closed, but you know, real estate course was still open. So 
I decided to do it. Um, I did the online training. I did everything. Um, and then luckily I passed. I passed in uh, November of 2020. And then I got my, mm-hmm. I got officially my full license in January. January. Um, of 2021. That's when I could actually start, you know, selling and stuff like that. So, um, and I was still, so I, I had both jobs. I did both for a little bit. I didn't mm. just jump into real estate. No, not like that. Not like that. So I stayed January, probably for about four months. I still, I just kept my license. Um, I sold a few homes. I already prepared a couple people beforehand. Like, hey, I'm getting licensed. So first week I was licensed, I did about two deals. Um, and I had those clients already, you know, from referrals, people I know. And then after that, I decided to just do cars and real estate. And then I knew that I had to go full time, just like any sales job. Mm. You got to go full time. So I decided uh, in March, um, to go full-time. So I quit BMW and I went full-time into real estate. So full-time into real estate after, uh, uh quitting Mark. BMW. Yeah. Uh, did, did you, you said you got laid off or yeah. did you quit? No, I was la- I was laid off originally. And then when okay. I got called back to work, yeah. So I was laid off actually. So 2020 in March, I got laid off 2020 March oh, God. and I was laid off probably until, uh, I would say September, October. So six um, months. Yeah. Yeah. About six months were laid off. Um, half, I think majority of the staff, sales staff was all laid off during that time mm-hmm. of COVID. And then, um, I, that's when I, I took that time to study and that's when I passed my test and did all that. Um, I went back to work, you know, I had to go back to work from September to then. And then as I got my license, I started doing a little bit of shadowing, talking to a couple agents in the area, seeing who would, mm. I could pick their brain. Um, some agents, you know, everyone, people are willing to help and, you know, obviously people are busy. So it was nice talking to a few people I spoke with. Um, and then I decided, you know, if I need to go full time into this, uh, we were still uncertain about COVID at the time. So I thought maybe I'm going to mm-hmm. get laid off again, right? Um, so I was like, you know what, I don't want to work. I got to work for myself. And that's kind of what yeah. motivated me, um, to just go all in. And that's kind of what happened. I just went all in from there. Um, awesome. and March, 2021, yeah, I went all in, all in guys. That's what, when you commit <laughs> full time, you burn the boats behind you. Like that's when you can start to really take off. So first couple deals you did from family and friends, people that, you know, um, now what's the majority of a business? Where does that come from? So my majority, I would say probably about 70%, 60, 60 to 70% of my business is all online. Online generated. Yeah. 70% guys. That's yeah. phenomenal. And when did you start this whole online uh, lead generation thing? So I started that, um, I tried a few different options originally. So I started actually, um, probably around like mm. April, May, right when I got in, I heard, I knew about lead gen. Um, I just didn't know too much about it. So I did waste a lot of money in the beginning on lead generation because I didn't know too much. You know, there's a hundred lead gen companies offering you this and that and this and that. So, um, it was tough because I you know they're expensive. They're not cheap, right? You gotta, mm-hmm. you know, you gotta pay to play. So, um, I started off kind of probably, I would say so March, April, probably about May in May, I signed up for lead gen and then I just stayed with it from there. And then I tried a bunch of different ones. Oh, okay. So not you didn't just try one of them. You tried a bunch of different platforms and lead generation uh, tools. And which one did you land on? So currently, so right now, I landed on Sync. I use uh, Commissions Inc. right now. Okay. Uh, okay cool. That's that's kind of what I've been with since um, probably about August um, of 2021. So I've been with them for over a year and a half. But I've tried while I've used them. I've tried other platforms as well. 
The mm. only thing with them is, um, yeah, they're a little bit more price on the pricier end of things yeah. for the lead gen platforms, but that's kind of where I started off. So I just got comfortable with them. The old brokers I used to work with when I started in January, they used them as well. So I kind of had familiarity um, with them. Got so it. I was like, you know what? And I didn't know too much about the other ones. But when I found out, you know, there's so many out there and stuff like that, I've been actually experimenting with new ones now um, just to try to see what else would be better and fit, you know, the platform a little bit more. Um, but yeah, I started. That's kind of where I started off, and that's where I landed with. But I've tried everything, uh, and now wow. being with EXP, um, having the the benefit of having you know KV Core, which is free CRM, which is kind of one of the reasons I switched over too. I thought mm. you know if I could, you're saving costs on you know CRM costs going towards to joining a company like EXP, right? Um, and now even if I keep my current platform, I have an additional platform to use as well, right? It just doubles down on everything, so it kind of worked out better in my favor, right? Man, you are unstoppable. Um, most people would take a lot of time thinking about which platform and then kind of dabbling, dabbling, dabbling. You went all in on everything. How yeah. are you so unstoppable? Like, are you not scared? <laughs> uh, of course, there's been times, you know, you get scared, of, or but I, I kind of realized, you know, like, this is it. Like, so um, I think, you know, without feeling that sense of fear, um, you're not going to get anywhere. I'll be honest, right? I think there was a time probably... Uh, in July, where I almost went back to the car business, 2021. I almost quit real estate. You know, I didn't Whoa. do sales for about two, maybe three months. And I'm like, you know mm -hmm. what? This is not working for me. Um, and I'm so comfortable in the car business because I, you know, every it's more of like a monthly hustle versus a yearly hustle. You know, mm. you start from zero at the end of the at the start of the month, and you go all the way to the end of the month. You know, you crush 20, 20 units or whatever, 15 to 20 cars. If you sell, you get a check. Every your constant check. With real estate, you're not getting a constant check, right? You got to mm. really put in the work to get that constant check coming in. Um, and that's kind of where in that time frame, um, I was really considering going back and just thinking, you know, maybe it wasn't for me. I gave it my shot. Um, yeah. But, you know, something inside of me was like, you know what? I If I wanted to go back, I didn't want to go back because um, I wasn't doing good. I wanted to go back because I wanted to go back. Mm. So I was like, you know what? Like, let's just try it. Let's just keep going. I was like, you know what? Until let's say my back's against the wall, let's just keep going and see what happens. And luckily it just picked up, like honestly, August, um, August, I think I did like two transactions, then I did like four transactions the next month and it just started picking wow. up and picking up for the end of the year. Um, and in like those four months, I did over six figures in GCI of that four months being there um, at, the, at, at the brokerage I switched over to. Um, and it was good, it was awesome, you know? And, um, and then I just stuck with it. I just kept going, kept going, kept going. Um, and I knew real estate was the way though, like for me personally, like I started thinking about it and I was like, you know what, this is good because early on when I was young, I invested in pre-sales, um, mm. I purchased a few and I sold them, you know, with my old agent. Um, and I made some good money on them and I was like, you know what, like the amount of money you can make off these, I'm like, why wouldn't I just be involved in this myself? Right. Mm. Um, and that's kind of just made me, you know, stay with it even more. That's amazing. Uh, we're glad you didn't quit. <laughs> and now that we get to work with a, a rock star like yourself, so I'm, I'm no, truly blessed to, to be partner with you, man. And uh, talk a little bit about uh, be, having your back against the wall. Why do you think people work um, with such urgency when you're back against the wall and work better in that mentality? Yeah, I think it's it puts you in like a like a sink or swim. Either you're gonna you know you're gonna drown or you're gonna make it out, and that's kind of the thing how it puts you in. For me, you know, you, you a lot of us. I've even you. You talk about your whys, why you do things, right? 
Uh, and at the end of the day, like I just wanted to 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 do good, and I just wanted to work hard. Um, and that's kind of you know how how I feel. And I feel like when you're back against the wall, you have no other choice. You know, some people do fold a hundred percent. You know, it's a lot easier to quit. Um, and for me, like the easy thing would have been to quit and go back. You know, to a comfortable job where I'm making good money. Yeah, totally. Um, but and that would have been probably the simplest thing, probably the most least stressful thing for me. <laughs> But I decided, you know, like this is not what I want for the future. This is something I want to build, you know. Um, I'm looking at building a brand, building a business, and just building something, um, building a bit of a, le- a legacy like that, right? And how Absolutely. can I do that um, unless I don't work for myself? And, you know, and I like that fact. And I also felt, you know, a little bit insecure at the time that, you know, somebody else could take away my job again. You know, if something Ooh. happens again, you know, you think like, oh, you know, if this happens again, COVID hits again, or another thing comes again, somebody else could come and they dictate whether you're making money or not. And I don't like that. I didn't like that feeling. So I realized that, you know, unless I don't want to get back to that feeling, I got to keep working hard and keep pushing myself. Comfort is uh, a growth killer, I think. Yeah. And if you really want to grow, you got to make yourself really uncomfortable. And you've done so well in the past two years, Neil. How do you keep being uncomfortable and growing where you are right now? So, you know, for me, I'll tell you, like, I I get motivated by certain things I want, you know. So for me, it's a lot of a lot of the times is if I get something that, you know, I'm like, this is a goal of mine. I want to reach this goal. I'll go and, let's say, get a new car or get something, you know, buy something expensive or do something that will make it motivate me to kind of go to get those things, right? Mm. Everything, people have different things that motivate them, you know? Cars always motivated me. So um, I went out, you know, got a fancy car, went out, did all this. And, you know, it just kept motivating me to do more and just if I want to do these things and more often and also provide for the family, you know, get my wife whatever she likes, get the family whatever they like. And it's just stuff like that just makes me happy and it motivates me. So it just keeps pushing me, right? Um, and I think that's kind of the, the the drive. I just keep staying hungry like that because I know if I'm not calling people, somebody else is. If they if they're talking to you, they're talking to other people as well. But what makes you different? You know, it's all about sense of urgency, talking to clients, um, having a good script in place. You know, um, and I think those play probably a huge factor in kind of the way that I do my business. Is that I'm a very I, like if you ask my wife, anytime we go out. I have my iPad. I have cellular on my iPad. It's with me everywhere. Uh, and the iPad, the reason I take my iPad with me is because my phone, obviously the phone's better, but the iPad, I can reply to text messages through like the CRM system. I can touch base with my clients on there. But even if we're out for dinner and somebody, uh, a hot lead comes in and somebody wants a call right away, I know exactly. I can pull up Paragon, look up the properties, this, that, and get on the phone, right? And then we've had times like that where, you know, she gets kind of annoyed by me, but it's part of the game, right? So um, It is part of the game. Yeah. How do you balance the, the, the relationship, the marriage now? Because you're newlyweds, right? I, almost yeah. uh, a year in? Yes, just over a year. Yeah. Uh, so how do you balance that marriage versus like workload? <laughs> I think so. Me and my wife have been together for quite a bit of time. So I think she okay. kind of knows. She knows about me and she knows how uh, like my lifestyle was and is currently. So even when we started dating and stuff like that, like I was always busy, just always working, working, working. And I think she's adjusted to that as well. And uh, having a supportive partner is something huge. So any single agents out there, you know, if you find somebody, make sure they're a supportive partner. Um, and I think, to be honest with you, John, I, I know this probably might sound weird, but getting married, I think, elevated my business as well. Mm. Uh, because it just kind of made me 
focus more again. I'm like, you yes. know what? I have somebody else now who also depends on me. Um, right. Somebody else who, you know, would rely on me. And it kind of just made me think a little bit, you know, um, more into the future versus short term. Right. Um, and I think that's kind of that did play a fact too. getting married was, I think, a motivational thing for me as well. Uh, my wife's three years younger than me, so she's 24 and, you know, getting married, she's 24, um, I'm 27. So at that time, you know, I know that, um, just being together all the time and working together, um, would be something great. She does her own thing now and like she has her own, um, career and stuff and stuff like that. But just having that kind of balance and respecting both careers, I think helps definitely manage the business. And for me too, like, I could be working all the time and my wife has everything ready for me and has everything prepared. And it just kind of keeps that support system going. Right. And that's kind of what you want in a partner, especially somebody like in a, in a position where I'm just constantly go, go, go. Yeah. Um, I think that that plays a huge role. Yeah, definitely find the right partner in real estate or else your life, uh, you know, <laughs> it might not work. And, you know, I'm blessed to have a great supporting system you know, and my wife is a superwoman. I'm sure your wife is is as well. Yeah. I, I don't think I can get out of bed sometimes. And ha all this setup that I see right now, this uh, desk, this computer, it's all done by her. I had know <laughs> nothing about anything but selling real estate, right? So get a good partner. What what? A, thank you for sharing that. Um, <laughs> no worries. Dude, you are, I'm so motivated talking to you right now, man. I just want to go and make some calls, but... <laughs> Legend in the making, you're starting a team. Tell us a little bit more. Yeah, so I'm recently, uh, I'm going to be announcing in the next couple of weeks, I'm bringing on a team. Uh, I just signed on one agent now, um, and they're going to be starting up with uh, with me uh, and kind of just growing from there. I'm looking to expand as well and kind of just keep growing. The business is picking up and, you know, it's there's so much you could do as a solo agent. But honestly, it's better off like when you want to grow and help another agent grow as well, right? Having that yeah. team structure, like your team, very successful, you know, crazy big team that you have, right? Um, and that's awesome. And that's kind of like, I realize, you know, as a solo agent, there's so much I could do. But mm -hmm. again, there's so much more you could do with the team and having those agents on the team, you know, their success is my success. So you want to build your team members to have, be successful. Um, and that's why, you know, even me, I was on a team before and I kind of know what the team structures are like. I've seen what it's like. And I've kind of built my team to be more in favor of my agents versus myself. And that way, oh, you know, man. keep that, that. Keep, keep that structure going, right? Teach them all the tricks, the tips, um, all that stuff and kind of help them grow as well. Because if you have a happy team, then you're going to be a happy uh, team leader there as well. So, yeah, I've always heard that uh, the raving fan culture has to, you know, in a company has to start from within. So really the agents that we enroll and partner with are, are our best customers. And then if you treat your best customers well, then they treat our clients, you know, our real yes. estate clients really well. So that's how it, it really works from within. Um, I wanted to circle back because online leads is a, more of a myth to people, right? Yeah. I don't know why people make it so complicated, but it's just literally picking up the phone, look at the lead, right? And you call. Right. No matter what script you have, you just call. Uh, but the question is, how long does it usually take for you to convert that lead when from it first comes in until you do the transaction with that specific online lead? So for me, honestly, it ranges. I've had a client where I spoke to on Monday and by the next day we wrote a contract. Um, okay. I've had clients, yeah, I've had that happen 
numerous times. I've had a lead where I spoke to last year and they're touching base with me two weeks ago and saying, hey, now's the time to buy or now we're looking. Um, oh. And it just depends, right? It's I think the problem is I think what people think it's such a myth is because I think people, when they first experience it, they're just like, what is going on? You know? Yeah. Again, if you were in their position, you're getting a phone call from a realtor or somebody random answering your phone, asking you, you know, if you're looking to buy or sell, if you need anything, assistance, right? Um, you're going to be like, well, you know, like, why is this person calling me or this and that? And it's just, I think people are, have a big fear of reje- rejection as well. Mm-hmm. So I think there's just people need to kind of like, especially realtors, sorry, they need to kind of adjust to the situation and kind of, you know, just go out there and just try it. You know, you never know what works. I've had, I know some agents that tried uh, online lead generation. They hate it, hate Mm -hmm. it completely. And they stick to door knocking, stick to their mail outs and all that stuff. And it works great for them, you know, organically Mm -hmm. generating, farming the area. It works great. And don't get me wrong. That is a, a really good way to do it. For me, I tried those things and I still do some of it. Um, But I I realized that, you know, for me being in the online world and kind of having this, you know, background where car business, we're constantly cold calling or, you know, calling clients as well. um, I feel like this was mainly kind of better suited for me. And it's just Mm. I kind of just have that natural way of, you know, speaking to these people because I did it for so long, you know. Uh, so many years of cold calling, so many years of calling people. So um, it just kind of helped, I think, played a role there. Definitely. So it, again, it's not for everyone, but you chose it to be your bread and butter. But there's so many other ways, guys. I'm not saying online leads is the be all end all, but you're just really, really good at it. Um, so sometimes you can cherry pick these deals, but sometimes they take a lot longer. But you just need to call at the end of the day, right? Exactly. You know, at the end of the day, like you just have to think about it. Like if this person is talking to you, registering with you or, you know, speaking with you or signing up on your website or clicking on your landing page or whatever you're, you're running Google ads, Facebook ads, whatever. If that person is doing it with you, they're doing it with 10 other people. Right? Uh, so it's, enough. it's, you know, the, you gotta, it's whoever's quickest, you know, talk to the person, get in touch. I've called leads before myself where, you know, I've lost and they're like, oh, I already mm. spoke with someone this, you know, an hour ago. I'm like, oh, you oh. Know, yeah. Oh, this other person's, you know, uh, going to help me and stuff like that. It happens, right? And you can't get dis- unmotivated. You just got to say thank you so much. No problem. And just move on. Right. Um, remember yeah. one thing too. It's it's all a game. You know, the more people you talk to, the more people you're going to end up speaking with. The more people you're going to end up booking appointments with, the more listings you're going to get, the more buyers you're going to help. At the end of the day, that's literally, it's it's not rocket science. It's literally a numbers game. You speak to 10 people a day, you know, you might if at a 1% ratio or you speak to 100 people a day at a 1% ratio uh, or you speak to 100 people in a month, 1% ratio. So just do your numbers and kind of work it out. If your closing ratio is 1% or 2%, you know, work that number out as well. So it, I think people just have a hard time grasping that fact. Um, you know, and I can almost, if somebody came and sat with me for an hour and we spoke or a whole day and we called hundred people, I guarantee, you know, we're going to get one appointment or one something out of it. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's not, it's not difficult. I just think agents need to have that, dis- uh, that kind of discipline to be like, okay, you know, if I speak to a hundred people and not call a hundred people, speak to a hundred people, you know, you need to talk Ooh. to them, right. Uh, you want to get them on the phone. You don't want to just leave a voicemail, you know, stuff like that. You got to end up speaking to the client. Um, and that's, I think that's, that's as simple as it is, right? Um, you make it look so easy, but that just sounded like really hard because a hundred guys, not a hundred calls, hundred people you talk to, to get one appointment. 
just depends how fast you want these appointments. You need to talk to a hundred. It's a, it's a 1% ratio. It, it, it is what it is. It's a numbers game. It's not rocket science. You did share with me last time though. You call not in the morning, no. not on the weekdays. What do you do? That's different. So I like to call on the weekends. So I do a lot, majority of my calls I do on the weekends, Saturday, Sunday. Um, if I'm not taking clients out or if I have client appointments, I'll always book them um, through open house time. So I'll go there and still take my buyers out or help my sellers or whatever. But for myself, I like to make my calls on the weekend. The reason being is I've noticed personally that I have a huge, much higher success rate of getting that person on the phone on the weekend. Um, mm. I call them on a Monday, a Tuesday, you know, a Thursday or whatever during the week. Chances of voicemail are very high. On a Saturday mm. or Sunday, you know, midday or, you know, or kind of in the early, like not early morning, but like, you know, early afternoon, I, chances of them, I've always, majority of the clients will pick up the phone. Um, and that's the way I do it, right? And it's worked for me, you know, Saturday, Sundays are kind of like the best days for me to make my calls. And I think that, um, and the one thing is too, is that it's ahead of the competition. Majority of agents aren't making calls on Saturday, Sunday, right? They're out. So if I'm calling an eight, someone at 11 o'clock on a Saturday morning and they're out, you know, for breakfast or brunch, they're going to answer the phone and just have a quick right. conversation with me. And I've had it where I've talked to somebody at 11 o'clock on a Saturday and I'm showing them the property at 2.30 at an open house and I'll be there and I'll meet them there, right? And next thing you know, we're writing an offer on Monday because they like the house on Saturday and I'll book a tour on for the following day. Um, and, and it works. So it's worked for me. I don't see why it wouldn't work for anyone else. Amazing. Thank you for sharing that. Guys, think and grow rich. <laughs> think a little bit, right? Yeah. Um, last but not least, you were thriving at your previous brokerage already. You were doing a ton of deals. You know, business was good. So yeah. why EXP for you? So I'll be honest, like with EXP, you know, before when I got my license, I never even thought about EXP. I'll be honest, like right off the bat. I never even thought about it when I first got licensed in January of 2021 wasn't even on my radar of brokerages. Um, and then, you know, but the thing is this, I was kind of, I think, to be honest, I was a little bit, um, I didn't know too much about it, honestly, mm. right? I didn't really want to hear about it and stuff like that at the time because I was like, you know what, I need to be at a brokerage. And a lot of people talk about being at the brokerage, like in person mm. and not having mm -hmm. a cloud brokerage. And I just didn't, I didn't really know the benefits of it and stuff like that. And yeah, I was, I was doing really well at my previous brokerage, but what attracted me to eXp, like, I met with uh, I met with you. I've met with Grinder before. Uh, I met with Grinder probably like a year ago. Um, oh, yeah, even before. And I was, you know, he was taught, telling me about it, and I kind of learned about it. But it took me a bit of time to research it. And then I think the main reason for me joining EXP was once I really learned what it's all about, I'm like, this is a no brainer, right? Mm -hmm. um, I think that's the problem, right? People have a stigma around it from before. You know, a lot of, oh, everyone recruits, recruits. I, I don't recruit. Like, you're not going to see me posting stuff about, hey, guys, this and that, you know, try and actively recruit. I'm still, I sell real estate, right? That's my job. And I think, I think, uh, majority of agents, like more than like 80% sell real estate at eXp or 90%. Um, and the reason for I joined is once I learned the systems, you know, having the free CRM is huge, right? For me, online, I'm a big online guy. Having that is a big, uh, factor there. The fact that you can build a passive income, especially if you're building a team or helping agents um, along the way. I noticed that at a traditional brokerage, it's hard for agents to really spend time with you, senior agents or more experienced agents when they have their own business to run, right? There's no yeah. genuine benefit for them at all, right? Um, sure, there could be like, you know, small incentive from the brokerage side, but I realized that 
it's I'm not going to get you know their secrets of how they become successful by having a a one on one meeting with them. They're not going to spill the beans. They're not going to tell me everything I need to know. You know, with EXP, the nice thing is like even having Grinder, having you, you know, the stuff that you guys, the knowledge you guys have shared, just in in general is is worth it right there. Because at the end of the day, like nobody would tell you these things and how to systemize your business and how to help your business mm-hmm. grow like this, um, because there's no. Uh, money factor and more benefit for half those agents, right? With EXP, it's like everybody shares wealth, everybody uh, collaborates, and that's huge collaboration over competition. A lot of people have been saying mm-hmm. that lately. A lot of brokerages yep. have been saying that lately, but EXP, I think, is truly about collaborate collaboration over competition. Uh, we collaborate so much. I haven't seen this much collaboration at any brokerage I've been at, right? Um, and just being a, having that sense of family that um, everybody is honestly available at all times. You know, I've been in a situation where I need to get a hold of a managing broker. I'm calling a managing broker and they're not answering the phone or it goes to voicemail. I'll get a call back the next day and stuff's already, you know, <laughs> gone wrong. Um, with EXP is that, you know, I need to get a hold of anybody. I have somebody, you know, I can send a message mm-hmm. to one of the managing brokers on here. I can speak to yeah. one of you guys. Everybody's available. And I like that, right? It's just having awesome. that kind of the systems in place. Um, and I think, you know, now, Having you as president, and I think that's going to be even a, a bigger, you know, ex- another reason right there, right, to join. Um, this, the new things that will be coming, you know, having you there to kind of watch over it would be, I think, EXP is going to be crazy coming up. Thank you, and thank you for sharing that. Um, obviously, being in my position, my job is to make sure that every agent uh, gets taken care of. The agent experience is phenomenal. And three words that always come to my mind is I'm providing all my clients with impeccable customer service. Now I get to uh, provide all the agents at EXP here with impeccable customer service. And I love what you said about collaboration because it's the culture is all about collaboration. And that is our culture. I came here for revenue share, stocks, and lead gen, but I stayed because of the collaboration. So. Thank you for sharing that, man. And uh, thank you so much for being here today. If you have one piece of advice for all the agents out there listening to crush 2023, what would it be? My one piece of advice to all the agents is pick up the phone and call. That's it. Yes. Call. (laughs) My man. Dude, uh, can't be simpler enough than that, guys. Just pick up the phone and call. And if you're looking to join Neil Sharma's team, please reach out to him on social media. He's starting a team that's super exciting. Neil, thank you so much thank for you. today. Thank you for all that you do. I appreciate your partnership. All the best to you, sir. We'll see you thank soon. You. Take care. Bye. Thank you.